It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show. This is your host, Adam Force, hanging out here in sunny South Florida. And I'm excited today to share with you a great conversation with an international trends expert by the name of Daniel Levine. Um, He is the founding director of the Avant Guide uh, Institute, which is for trends consultancy. He's the best-selling author author of 11 books on trends, business, travel, and marketing. He's done keynote talks to over 37 different industries, 266 presentations, and he's done workshops and other consulting gigs with people ranging from anywhere between McDonald's to Microsoft to BMW, you name it. This guy's experience is absolutely incredible, and we're going to talk about what's going on in technology, what are the trends, what do we need to keep an eye on, and it's going to be an awesome conversation, so stay tuned. If you have not already, stop by the App Store, guys. We've been making some updates, and there's so much more to come. We are not only excited about the next edition with Sonia Renee Taylor coming out, but we also released our Events That Matter special edition because we wanted you to have a resource to look up those conferences, see what's coming down the pipeline, see where you need to be, um, get the details, register. We also give some networking tips in there. This is an ongoing document, so it will be updated as new events uh, are populated in there, and you can just look at it to see what's been added. We'll send you notifications. When you open up the app, you'll notice a little icon that'll say update, and that means that we've made some updates. You click that button, it refreshes it, and boom, you have all the updated conferences that we put in there. So very easy, and it'll be an ongoing tool that you can reference. If you have any recommendations, reach out um, if we're missing anything. Okay, guys, uh, leave us reviews. We really appreciate your feedback. It helps and goes a long way. And without further ado, we're going to dive into this conversation with Daniel Levine. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Daniel, how are you doing today? I really appreciate you joining the Change Creator Podcast show. Yeah, hey, Adam. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. Awesome. Well, you have some incredible experience um, as the, uh, you know, you got 11 books under your belt, it looks like, and just so many other things. I can't even rattle them all off, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are the guy to talk to when it comes to trends. And so we're going to tap into that today because we want to give our listeners a little glimpse into the future and inspire them with something that might help them with their businesses and how to create more impact um, and just have more success in 2018. So so we'll dive into just a little bit of background. I always like to start off by letting you take the stage here and just share a little bit. How did you get into your current expertise? And if you can just share that background, that'd be great. Yeah, sure thing. You know, I have a, uh, a sort of very unusual uh, uh, history, work history, which I guess, you know, a lot of people do. It's funny with, with work. It's one of those things that um, few few people um, really direct themselves and it's sort of and, and they sort of go uh, with the way that the winds take them, which is really a mistake. And I think one great thing about uh, what change creator is doing is that it's about it's it's for people who are looking to be self-directed and not just you know go with whatever happens to come their way 
And um, when I was um, when I, when I graduated from from college, I decided I wanted to travel around the world, but I didn't have enough money to do it. And so I thought, wow, well, you know, if I could um, travel and write about it and get paid for writing, that would be cool. So um, so I uh, I called up the the guy who was the um, the main uh, well the, the the most famous person in in travel writing at the time, which is a guy named Arthur Fromer, uh, and I I just called him up on his phone and I asked him to lunch and he was nice enough to uh, to actually show up for lunch and um and at that point i told him that i'd like to uh, to write for uh for his uh, travel guidebooks um and um, and the biggest guidebook at the time was a, a book on on europe from fromer's europe guide and uh, he said to me um i have good news and bad news um, the bad news is I don't own the books anymore. I, I sold them uh, 20 years ago to Simon and Schuster, a big publisher. He said, but the good news is that I just heard that for the first time in 30 years, they're looking for uh, new young writers to completely revamp it, and I'll introduce you to the editor in chief, mm. which he did, and um, and so I, I I ended up writing, uh, traveling, and writing a bunch of a uh, bunch of Fromer's guides, um, and then and actually and, and the, just to wrap that up, they sent me money, and I traveled around the world on it uh, for the wow. first time which was great but that's this is the uh, the long answer to your question which is um, I was writing a bunch of travel guidebooks I then started a, uh, a publishing company with some colleagues uh, where we were we were publishing guides to uh, to cities around the world and we started hiring a lot of um, writers for each book you know sometimes you know I mean dozens of writers for each right. book. and those writers started sending us things that they were finding that were new and unique and unusual in some way and we started connecting the dots when we started to see the same thing happening in the same psychographic or demographic or geographic. We we connect those dots and went, aha, wait, these are trends that are forming. And um, and then I got a call from Deutsche Telekom in, uh, in, in Germany. Uh, and they asked if I would take their um, top C-level people, six C-level people uh, on a tour of various cities around Europe to show them the current state of retail, and it was really prescient of them to call me up because I really, I really knew that. I, you know, I had a, a real hands-on first-person experience on that, and they paid really well for that. And that's when I started connecting my own dots and going, "Wait a second, uh, there's a business here of companies that want to know trends. They want to be on the forefront of trends." So that's when we um, sort of switched gears and started. Uh, using those writers um, as our first generation of uh, of, of trend spotters, um, and these are people who are uh, sending us info every day on things that they're finding around the world, and um, and we're now helping companies across the industrial spectrum understand their customers better by showing them what's happening not only in their own industries but in other industries that they can use for 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 fodder to create new products and services. So in a, in, in a nutshell, that's what we do. We're the, the Avant Guide Institute. We're a trends consultancy based in New York City. And, um, and we, we, we do a lot of work with, uh, with consumer-oriented businesses around the world and across the industrial spectrum. Wow, that's amazing. And I, I want to just make a, a statement about something you said, which is, you know, you started writing these travel guides, doing your thing as an author. Um, it built up a little bit, but then you noticed 
that these things were becoming trends and that kind of made you pivot a little bit toward to lean into those things. So you have to acknowledge the, the opportunity that came up. But I think the important point is for a lot of the younger entrepreneurs is that just be, whatever your vision is now, you have to be ready to embrace things that come along your path, like during that journey. So you could start executing your business. And even with change creator, we have pivoted several times and embraced things that came our direction. Right. So it's kind Sure. Like you never know where it's going to go. Things constantly change, no matter how queer your vision is. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think that the um, the other moral of that story for me is um, when you're a young wannabe entrepreneur or looking for um, mm-hmm. you know something to do in your life, um, don't be afraid to pick up the phone and reach out to people. Um, you know, so, so many people are just they're 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 shy to to reach out and 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 talk to people and get advice from mentors and people who've already been there. And I, I can tell you that everyone I know who's created something and who has you know been there and done that wants to share that information with younger people and, and, and help younger people get a get a leg up. Yeah, I think that's a really good takeaway. Um, and I want to just add to that because what I can tell you just from my own experience is the more established and experienced someone is sometimes, the more helpful they will be. There are some people that are doing well and they're kind of still in the, the hustle mode. Um, and I find it, I mean, you're obviously going to have people that say no or don't get back to you, but that shouldn't discourage people from trying. I just find that the more established someone is, they are more they are more sympathetic to you getting started. Um, sometimes it's an easier win for sure. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I think that's that's uh, connected to the whole idea of um, you know business for social good and social entrepreneurship. You know, it's not just about creating businesses that help other people, but but helping other people personally in your life. It's it you know these businesses are 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 trending and they're successful because they're tapping into a zeitgeist of something that's really happening in the in the ether right now. People want to help other people. You know, the 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 top of the Maslow pyramid is is. Is, is not just self-actualization, but helping other people. There's there's nothing higher in life than than than, than doing that. Yeah, and you know, Winston Churchill had this great quote. He said something like, uh, "You make a living by what you get. You make a life by what you give." Mm. I love that quote. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, it's amazing, and this is why we interview people like Tony Robbins and Ariana Huffington. You know, Tony Robbins said that you know you get the one of the most sacred gifts that you can give is your labor. So he, of all his experience, he says you should always be playing for something bigger than yourself. Um, and this is a common theme, whether it's coming from the Dalai Lama or Tony Robbins or Ariana <laughs> Huffington, but people or Daniel Levine <laughs> or Daniel Levine, <laughs> and it's hard to people have a hard time though. They're like, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But when it comes down to actually executing a business, you know, money is always a challenge. So all of a sudden this becomes the focus because you got nothing if you don't have the the fuel on the fire. Mm -hmm. No doubt. No doubt. So, so I'm curious to uh, jump into some of the things that you've been thinking about as, as you're a trends expert here and, you know, knowing our audience and here we are, um, you know, approaching 2018, what kind of stuff as we move from 2017 to 2018, um, would you be most interested in talking about? Cause it's top of mind for you right now. 
Yep. Um, okay. Well, you know, one of the things is that um, you know the the last decade has really been uh, there's been so much uh, chatter and, and action with corporate social responsibility, as you well know, and that's a big part of of, of what Change Creator is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people often ask me uh, about any trend. They say, "Where is that trend going to be in five years from now?" And the answer is almost always that that trend will be even more intense than it is today because trends have inertia and they they keep going. They're like snowballs. They keep going and rolling up and getting bigger and bigger. And this, and, and, and they and they change and morph and get, you know, e- even more so as they go along. And the trend of corporate social responsibility is exactly like that. And what we've seen and, and, and what we believe is coming really much more in 2018 and beyond is it's changing from corporate social responsibility to more corporate social activism. Mm. And, um, and, and what that is, it's about not just being a responsible corporate citizen, but getting out in front of issues and showing your uh, your audience, your customers, where you stand, and 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 taking a and, and taking a stand um, about something and 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 leading that, and you know there, there's so many examples of that that we've seen in the past year or so, and there's going to be many many more coming up in 2018. Uh, for example, um, in in England, the um, the, the, the shop uh, the shop Tesco, which is like the sort of you know, Kmart of England. Yeah. Um, they um, they made a a, 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 a a new rule that they're no longer going to sell uh, sweets and, sh- and sugar sugared candies at the checkouts. Um, and this is something that's been a very valuable business for them. You know, you often go to a supermarket and they have those uh, those sort of you know last minute um, candies at the checkouts that people <laughs> grab. And they said, hey, we're not going to do that because it's it, it's it's not good for you to do that as a, as an impulse purchase. If you're going to buy them and eat them, that's fine, but go and do it consciously. Don't just do it as an impulse purchase. And so they've they've removed them from the checkouts and they're marketing that as Tesco's sweet-free checkouts. They're getting in front of the issue of, of, of health in that case. Um, it, it, you know, just uh, l- last year, Apple um, had this uh, this this initiative. You know, Tim Cook is the first openly gay CEO of a major public company, right. and 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 he took on um, a, a a law that was uh, being that was brewing in the state of Indiana, uh, sort of a controversial religious freedom law, um, and uh, and and he 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 took that on as, a, as something that Apple got in front of, um, and the interesting part of that is that his grounds. Uh, to uh, his, his sort of grounds for um, for this open attack on Indiana's legislation um, was not that it would harm Apple's commercial activities in the market, but rather that uh, Indiana's laws were inconsistent with the company's value system, and that's what's changing. That um, you know companies are putting their values first and foremost and leading that corporate social activism. Right. Right. Yeah, and, and and by the way, and there's tons of examples of this, um, and you know, we're, we're, and 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 people, especially younger people, care about the values of the companies that they do business with. They do, you know, and it's interesting, um, and and we are seeing more and more of it. And I think, and let me know if you agree, is 
there is a trend where, you know, there's a transition going on in the minds of people. And as we go to each younger and younger generation and they have more um, transparency because thanks to the Internet of what's going on in the world, there's this there's more empathy among that younger generation who is interested in living consciously or doing work that actually matters to them and things like that. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, totally. And, you know, I think what you're referring to with the internet is, is that there's this transparency now that it's yep. so easy for us to understand what the values of the companies that we do business with are. Um, and that was never available to us before. Exactly, exactly. So it just, it, I was always trying to find the, the link of like, well, why is each generation now getting stronger and stronger or more and more inspired to be socially conscious, to go green, be sustainable, all these things. Um, and I kind of, I kind of lean into this transparency from the internet um, that kind of plays into it. So now like our empathy is reaching further and further and people, they're not happy with what they're seeing, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, it's interesting because I, I think on the whole, you're, it, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that the, the United States at the moment is taking sort of a step backwards. Um, <laughs> Why? And, and, well, I, well uh, uh, you know, I agree. I agree. You know, Trust me. I'm, I was uh, being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You know, I mean, so um, but but I think from from what we've seen in the trends work that I do every day that um, we're in this it's sort of one of these situations where it's two steps forward, one step back, um, and the the uh, administration is out of step yeah. with the yeah. with 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 the trends. So um, even though it does seem at times that we are taking a step back from from these issues that we're just talking about, um, that's that's not the direction of, of of the major trend. Right. It's not the overall direction of the world. It's that we have few well, key players that don't, I guess, align in their thinking. And, and I guess, you know, that that's just I don't, I don't know where, why they have that lack of insight or they just don't care because of other financial reasons or something. Right. Well, you know, one thing that's um, that's interesting, and we've, we've ran a bunch of numbers, uh, as you know, many companies have with what's happening politically in the United States. And, um, you know, one of the most telling uh, things about whether you voted for the current administration or not is is your age. And young younger people and people who are, you know, interested in, um, in, in the work that you're doing, um, for the most part, uh, we're, we're not supporters of this administration. Right, um, so so age, age is a huge factor um, in, in, in that. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why the administration is out of step with this whole idea of, you know, business for social good and, 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 and earth, earth good. Right, right. A hundred percent agreed. Um, so I guess what else, stepping away from that, because um, I can go down a very deep rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. um, what else is on your mind? You know, there's a lot of this stuff, and I, I'm not even 100% sure because I haven't, uh, to be honest, I haven't taken the time to do my uh, research on it too much. But, you know, I hear a lot about blockchain and cryptocurrencies, but I think more so like blockchain and things like that. You know, is there certain technologies people should be thinking about um, um, does it does it play a role in the social impact space or generally just in the business space? Uh, any other thoughts, I guess, that you see happening for 2018 that people might want to keep an eye on? 
Right. Well, you know, I mean, the um, you know the the big stories of you know of of tech trends in general are you know robotics, artificial intelligence, yeah, um, you know, self self driving vehicles, um, personalized medicine. You know, these these are all you know the the, the sort of big ideas that um, are going. Really affecting every kind of industry. Right. Um, what I think is really interesting for people who are interested in, um, you know, business for social good and mm -hmm. social entrepreneurship, is that there's a lot of technology coming down the pike that specifically. In, in in that realm, like looking to help people out and to and, and to, to 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 do good, do, do well by doing good. Um, and so, for example, we've seen a lot of technology uh, just in the last couple of months, and that's coming out in the next few months. That um, that it's made to, to to help people. And so, for example, um, we just saw this um, these uh, 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 autism specific smart glasses. These are for people mm. with autism, and 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 it's, it's using um, uh, you know a AR augmented reality technology to uh, to help people with autism and so one of the things they have is it there's it's it's gamified that helps uh, that that um, sort of encourages people with autism to look at others in the in, in the eyes which is apparently could be difficult for some people with autism yeah. and and to um, and and there's a game that helps them um, figure out the uh, uh, people's emotions so this um, these glasses can can uh, Accurately guess a person's emotions, and the, and it's gamified to help the wearer understand what the emotions of the person you're looking at uh, are. Um, in there, there's um uh, in in Holland, we just saw they're coming out with these uh, intelligent traffic light systems, and these are traffic lights that can be hacked for the elderly. And the idea is that a lot of older people have uh, limited mobility, and they take a longer time to cross the street, <laughs> and so um, they now have a, have an app in their phones that work uh, that that connect with traffic lights. So if yeah. they're still in the middle of the street, the light won't turn green and leave them in a precarious situation. That's good. Um, you know, we've seen uh, there's a um, there's this great new device called GuideSense, um, and it's an a, assistive wearable for blind people that in, uh, offers you, you, you wear it around your 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 waist, but it's unobtrusive. You put it, you can wear it under your clothes, and it offers haptic feedback. That's a, so 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 you can feel objects that are around you. Um, wow. So yeah, it's very cool, um, and it's and it um, it can sense in in uh, you know all around you. It's it's like a fanny pack size device. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, and so you know instead of using a cane or perhaps in addition to a cane, it can also you'll, you'll feel those objects. Uh, so it'll it'll help you walk around. Um, we just saw this fantastic vibrating speaker for people uh, with hearing impairments. Uh, it's called Empathy, and um, it's a it it looks like a um, sort of a medium size uh, bookshelf speaker, um, and. It's it's meant to be held, and it it vibrates very strongly with various sounds, and so the idea is that uh, if you have hearing hearing impairments, um, you can watch television with others and really get into it and have a good idea of what's going on 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 TV or listen to music with other people and 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 be more included. 
Um, and I think that's the um, the idea of a lot of this technology that we're seeing coming down the pike. It's about how do we make the world more inclusive for people who have uh, challenges in their lives? Right. Uh, and, 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 and for, for a budding entrepreneur or someone who's looking to get into uh, this, you know, some some new work that's doing well, sort of a big picture way of, of, of thinking about, you know, what you might do is, are we bringing in, uh, are we including people who have been excluded in the past? Does, it, does our product or service uh, help do that? Right, right. And I think that is important. We are seeing more and more people take those approaches and I, you know Ariana Huffington made a quote saying that you know social entrepreneurship is redefining the role of business in the world today which we urgently need to do and and I think as you look at all the things you just mentioned this is if you start taking the approach with a certain intention towards business um, you start making different decisions for the business and you're going to see some of these new um, solutions that are like you said more inclusive helping people and, and and that's just becoming the focus. Yeah, and and, um, and and there's big money to be made on it as well. So, you know, that's that's not a small point. Um, you know, just just this year, um, Tommy Hilfiger, the fashion brand, yeah, they just they just uh, made a huge range of clothing for disabled people, and um, and, it, and it's a big range. They have um, you know like 40 styles for men and 40 for for women, and what it means is that um, the modifications on their clothing include like adjustable leg openings and magnetic flies and Velcro closures and these kinds of things that make it easier for disabled people to to wear the clothes. Now, it's amazing to me that a, a company like that uh, has 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 really only just created that this year. Right. And um, it, 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 I think, I think it points to um, how much um, uh, how much is out there for entrepreneurs. Um, and there's, there, you know, there's there's so much that, that possibility for entrepreneurs when you look at different parts of the market and say, can I be helpful to right. this group of people and and make money as well? Right. And and you know, I'm curious because you know, you obviously you you, got, you focus on this a lot, and I don't know if you have any recent experience in this space, but being a media and publishing company. Um, have you come across any trends in the content, um, you know, marketing space, publishing space, anything that's going on? Because a lot of people are coming in, they're creating their blogs, starting to get their voice out there, trying to get traffic. And, and these are all businesses that are tangible products, but there is a huge information product business and just, you know, content marketing business. And I'm just curious and if you have any insights or seen anything around that space. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the, the the biggest trend of the last few years in in media is that it's becoming so segmented, ever more segmented, um, and it's because distribution is so cheap these days, and so um, you know we're seeing so many specialist publications or you know publications in a yeah. in, the, in the in the broad sense, um, and so that's 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 one trend for sure. Um, you know, sort of everybody can find their their niche yeah. in a way. Definitely. And what's what's connected to that that um, I find really interesting is that the 
sort of old style of marketing was looking at groups of people by by age mostly, um, and then you know where where they live, uh, and some some other factors, but. These days, what we're seeing is that this kind of demography uh, is old school. It's not that you know all people between eighteen and forty nine are doing X, and all people who are you know of other ages are doing Y. But we're seeing that um, you know older people. There's it, it just it, it's it, it's by individuals, individualized, and so I think that a, a lot of people who are interested in change creator are not necessarily young people. Uh, they're 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 older ex entrepreneurs who have you know been there and done that and they're looking to change their lives and do something different. Mm-hmm. They're in a different place in their in their lives. It's they're they're from different countries um, and different backgrounds. You know different different ages. It's all it's, it's it's individualized. And what the internet is so fantastic at doing is getting these people to speak with each other, communicate with each other, irrespective of you know where they're from or how old are they. And and that's really Really created this whole idea of the the end of demography. Yeah, and I think you're 100% right. You know, we, we do focus on the younger entrepreneurs, but we have a large audience that is the 45 to 55, even up to the 60s that people, sure. and I'm always scratching my head going, wow, you know, I didn't think that those numbers would be as significant as they are, but it really comes down to niching down based on interests um, and experiences versus just, you know, age groups and things like that, those typical demographics where it really does come down to the interests of people. Yeah. And in fact, um, most people who are engaging in the sharing economy are not young people, but they're older people, um, which is um, counter to what, you know, most people just sort of automatically think. Well, yeah, um, that's true because you look at data from Nielsen, Pew, Deloitte, and all these guys, and it will say the younger generation is more socially conscious. They buy from companies that are, you know, doing well, like for the world, and all these things. So they're va- they're very values aligned with their money, um, and it doesn't demonstrate that data as much for the older generation. So you kind of automatically think, well, the older generation isn't as tapped into it. But with our marketing, I'm finding that to your point, yeah. They they kind of are. So it's, it's an intro. I find it to be a discrepancy almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I guess that, you know, also brings me to this idea of we're seeing in 2018 a lot more um, inclusive hiring and this idea that, you know, companies um, are looking actually for people who have different kinds of skill sets and different kinds of backgrounds and different kinds of, um, you know, th- thoughts and ideas that are coming from, from different places. Yeah. In, in, in the past, I mean, uh, you know, one way to look at that is just in the past, big businesses were looking to hire people uh, out of um, out of management school, and now uh, companies are looking to hire people who are, have other backgrounds, like um, uh, liberal arts backgrounds, right. more you know, more more sort of broad backgrounds. Um, but we're seeing that also in, um, in 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 hiring people who, in the past, um, were not as hire- hireable, and and um, things you know, I think of you know uh, at New York Fashion Week. Uh, this year, um, which happened uh, just a few months ago, um, they had 
uh, a few of the shows um, had the most diverse cast of models that has ever been at uh, at, at the shows. Mm. Um, and what I'm talking about is, you know, like women of various skin tones, body sizes, right, ages, right. Um, trans uh, uh, people and plus size supermodels. Uh-huh. And um, uh, so, you know, and, and that's a reflection of what's happening in the world at large. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I like that you use the word reflection. Um, you know, the things you see manifesting around the world, they are reflections of like, I guess, just the common thinking of people, basically. So now they're starting to surface. Well, that's exactly right. And that's and that's what social trends are. See, trends are not siloed by industry. It's about what people are thinking and feeling. And people, we are all looking for those same trends to be answered in every part of our lives. The clothes we buy, the cars we drive, the travel decisions we make, right. the life decisions we make. It's about lifestyle. We're looking for that to, to live a particular lifestyle. And we want those trends to fit into the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we want to be perceived by others. Um, so it's all connected and that's what's so interesting to me about trends um you know that the, the world is, is is connected and moving we're we're sort of culture is moving through time at uh, t- together right yeah absolutely <laughs> well so listen i i, I want to just bring up one more thing and and if you're good for another five minutes yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned automation before, which is always a big thing for me. And I feel like, um, so I, you know, automation, the more we have automation, you know, there are some ideas or people's theories where, you know, the economy will struggle our current type of economy, because there's going to be less people working to put money back into the economy as we have more and more automation, which there seems to be truth to that. And so to me, I start thinking about, well, people, you know, Muhammad Yunus told us you can be a job seeker or a job creator. And so to me, I start thinking, well, as there's more automation, you kind of have to learn how to survive again. And what I mean by that is you need to learn how to make money on your own and not rely on working for someone else. So becoming this entrepreneur, whatever you want to call that lifestyle, like learning to use the internet technology, how do you make a living, but learning to survive on your own. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the automation trends. And there. And just to add to that one last thing, um, there was a study from... Um, Oh, God, I can't remember the gem report uh, where they said after the past 16 years, the rate of onboarding for new entrepreneurs and startups is 16 percent higher um, than it ever has been. So Mm -hmm. it kind of aligns. So I'm just curious of your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, We're we're in for a big shakeup in the next few years. There's no doubt about it. (laughs) The the um, the number one uh, job for men in the United States is truck driver. That means there's there's more truck drivers than any other profession in the United States. And, um, and, and when you think about the coming of, uh, of, of automated vehicles, um, that's scary for anyone who's a truck driver or plans to be one a, a decade from now. Right. Um, so, yes, there, there are going to be a lot of people who are, who are thrown out of work. And it's not just truck drivers, um, you know, uh, uh, doctors as well. There's, um, you know, artificial intelligence uh, machines are better at, um, at, at spotting um, 
issues, medical issues, than than humans are. Mm-hmm. You know, they they can they can read everything that's ever been written about a particular uh, problem and 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 figure out what it might be. Um, and 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 lawyers as well. That um, you know, most of what lawyers are doing are sort of um, you know, auto, you know the, the same kind of tasks tasks over and again. Um, something that's very simple for computers yeah. uh, and AI robots to do. Right. I mean, look at Watson too, right? I mean, this is something just like the Jeopardy. He, he would go, the Watson computer would go through a million, you know, terabytes of data within a split second and just have the answer. And that's the same thing with, you don't need a, a, yeah. a legal team of 12 people to review documents now. They have computers. Right. So, so you know, the question is, what, is, what does that mean for all of us in, in, in the future? And so one response, which, um, you know, you just spoke about and it makes total sense, is we need to diversify ourselves and, um, and, and, and be entrepreneurs. And in fact, you know, that's, that's what's really driving this so-called sharing economy, right. this idea that, you know, we're, we're, people are creating their own businesses for themselves. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, we, we probably can't rely on the same kinds of jobs that we've had in the past uh, in, in the future. Now, those jobs will change and we'll, we'll, we'll certainly need um, computer programmers more and more, um, even though I think also we're going to see uh, artificial intelligence devices um, programming themselves yep. and programming other other computers. Um, and so, you know, some, uh, as, as your listeners may know, um, some companies are now toying with this idea of universal basic income. Yes. Um, you know, which is the idea that since we're going to be thrown out of work and not have incomes, we all obviously need an income to live on. So um, we should be thinking about, you know, taxing the machines and using that money to pay us right. so that so that we can live. Um, and it's yeah, it's a it's a um, it's a fascinating and for some people also scary place to be. And I guess what I would advise uh, any any listeners who are, uh, you know, in, in a job that seems like it might um, be, uh, you know, something that a, a computer or a robot might be doing in the future um, is this is the time to think about diversifying, not 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 later when everyone else is doing it too. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm glad you brought up universal <laughs> basic income. It's, it's an interesting topic as well. Um, and I'm curious. So here's where I'll end it with us. Um, do you ever see a future where we don't deal with money? Oh, that's an well. You know, I think um, this idea of, uh, of 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 trade is not going away. So, you know, humans have been trading with each other since the beginning of time. Um, so, you know, whether you're if, if if you're talking about you know like cash cash money bills and and you know bills, yeah, that's 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 going away. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, that, so I'm interested to hear. I'm fascinated that you say that. And the reason I, I tie it to automation, meaning if we can create abundance and we have the resources, um, there could be a time where just money goes obsolete. Yeah. And it's happening in some countries. Um, I mean, uh, China is a leader in that regard right now. And if you go to major cities in China, I'm talking, you know, Beijing, Shanghai, um, the push is really against cash money and for all transactions to be happening digitally. 
Um, it's it's um, so, and, and there's other places around the world that are doing it too. The United States is is behind when it comes to a, a lot of yep. technology. Um, certainly, you know, our internet technology is behind. We have the some of the most expensive internet and the slowest speeds in the in the modern in the in the in, in the major world. Um, and uh, you know, it's um, for, for for various reasons which we could talk about in another show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I have some strong opinions about that. Um, so um, right, where you know, trends these days uh, are coming from all over the world, yeah. and uh, and a lot of tech trends are not being generated in the United States anymore. Right. Very cool. Well, listen, I want to be respectful of your time, so we're going to wrap up here. Um, I want to give you a chance to give a shout out. Where do people find you? How do they learn what you're doing and follow all the awesome stuff you have going on? Oh yeah, thanks for that. Um, you know, we have a uh, a fantastic um, consumer facing website called Wikitrends. Uh, and it's at wikitrend.org, and it's updated every day with some of the coolest trends that uh, our trend spotters are finding around the world in like a, a dozen different uh, categories. So I would um, uh, encourage listeners to check that out. Um, and if you'd like to know more about me, uh, I'm at daniellevine.com. Awesome. Well, that is perfect. Daniel, thank you so much for your time. Adam, thank you so much. This was awesome. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the change creator revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.